intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm. Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. She bobbles it and now has to try and recover. Deshaun Jackson gets a block. Are you kidding? Steps into it. Pass is caught. Jakes sideline touchdown. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Master Plan. I believe it is episode number 30, so that's quite a milestone for, for myself and for, you know, the listener, which which I guess I'm speaking to right now. Um, so today we'll be going over the NBA Hall of Fame class um, from this past year and one of the best, if not the best Hall of Fame class ever, um, but certainly in a very long time, one of the best Hall of Fame classes Um Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, and Kobe Bryant. And joining us today is, I believe his record in Intercamp is, I don't, I don't even know. It's like 50-3 and three or something crazy, is Shad from Camp Taco. Shad, welcome to the program. What's up, my guy? You going to So, So what, what is your actual record just before we start? I don't, I, I don't want to get it wrong. Twenty-four and one. Okay, twenty-four and one. So a better ratio than what I had it at. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, obviously, one of the most most enjoyable counselors at camp. Uh, one of the funniest counselors at Camp Tackahoe, and he's been there forever. Uh, he was there when I was was was. I, I, he was he was there. He was he's he was there for such a long time that it was like his fifth fifth year when it was my first year. So. We go, we go way back, to say the least. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> All right. But let's start off with um, probably I – don't, I don't know if I would want to call him the lesser known of the three because I don't, I don't know if that's really fair. But I, I guess – I mean, I guess that's where I put Kevin Garnett. But Kevin Garnett, what a career, a storied career. Um, you know, Shad, what are, your, what are your thoughts on Kevin Garnett's, like, whole career? Just, like, generally. See, it's so hard because, like, there are so many great power forwards mm-hmm. that have played the game. But I grew up watching Kevin Garnett. Exactly. Yeah. He was on the on the Timberwolves. Then that was when he first won his first MVP. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I honestly think Kevin Garnett, hands down, the top five best power forwards to ever play the game. Right. Um, you know, I, I definitely have to agree. So, being a Celtics fan, obviously, I watched I watched quite a bit of Kevin Garnett um, over his career because, um, you know, from I, I can't remember the years he played for the Celtics, but um, he won he won the 2008 championship with the Celtics, um, which was the first championship that the Celtics had won in a long time. Um, obviously, they had Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, they had Ray Allen. Um, it was it was an incredible team. Um, but I remember watching Kevin Garnett. He's a big, he's a tall, you know, he's really, really tall. He's a, he got a great jump shot. Um, but he's just an all around, like a really solid player. And as Chad said, you know, one of the best power forwards of all time. I mean, he was a 15 time all-star, nine time all NBA. He played over 1400 games. Um, obviously he won the 2008 championship with the Celtics. Um, you know, but like, for such a tall guy, like he, he was obviously very intense on the court, and I think that showed, especially in in the 08 playoffs, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Right. Um. You know, and, and, and I don't know if you've ever. I, I'm sure most of you have seen the speech that Kevin Garnett, and and this is something I want to touch on because I think that 
this kind of emblematic of his career. Obviously, um, the speech that he gave after the Celtics won the championship is probably one of the most recognizable and one of the most iconic speeches given in sports um, in, in a very long time. You know, he was he was really and to say on top of the world probably isn't doing it justice. Um, yeah, that was an incredible. I mean, if you're ever looking to be motivated, if you're ever looking to be to, you know, if you're ever down and need to pick me up, that speech is 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 a great place to go. Shad, I, I'm sure you were probably watching that game live or um, well, you you were I was only five at the time when the Celtics won that championship. But yeah. obviously, obviously, you might have been watching um, but you definitely um, definitely saw that speech more in real time than I did. So tell us a little bit about, you know, that speech and and and, and kind of its effect on basketball for you. If it, if it had an effect. Was, for me, I was happy because all, um, all Pierce growing up was one of my favorite small forwards. Mm-hmm. Ray Allen was one of my favorite two guards. And Kevin Garnett was one of my favorite power forwards. Right. And, um... I was just so happy for them because I'm like, wow, like they did it, mm-hmm. and 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 no, and I kid you not, even though that it was towards the decline of their time, right? They did not give up, so it made it even more special mm-hmm. because like most people don't don't consider players to be the X mark unless they have a ring. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that, but I was even more happy that they even was able to bring a ring to Boston. Right. Not even because of come from Boston, because I'm from NY. So obviously, you know, like I'm more of a Knicks fan. Or, right, right, right. Or but because they got a ring, they did it. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, they, like, like, like they put a stamp. Like I am one of the, the few people that could talk about a ring. You know right. I mean? so. Right. And, and, you know, I think the NBA really since, you know, the NBA of 2008 and the NBA of today, I think are two different NBAs. And, and me and myself, I'm, I'm not a huge, I'm not a big basketball fan, but I, under, I feel like I have a decent under, understanding of the sport and I actually enjoy watching it when I get the opportunity. Um, but the NBA of 2008 and the NBA of today are very different. You know, the NBA of today is, is really about having that super team and really about, you know, how many stars can you have on one lineup, you know, in one year and you get Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Iguodala, like how many people can you put on one team in one year, right? And and the Celtics, well, you know, obviously Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen are, are you know three great players. They were all towards the end of their career, so they were you know it wasn't it it definitely wasn't a super team. And and in 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 the style of play and the style of shot, um, has really changed with obviously Steph Curry's kind of reemergence of the three. Um, which has been, you know, game changing for the NBA as a whole. Um, when we look at like most popular shooting, you know, uh, shooting places from outside of the paint, um, you know, it's it's very much centered around the three point line. The jump shot really has has deteriorated over time. But the NBA in two thousand eight, um, you know, obviously Kevin Garnett being probably one of the most prominent people to do. I mean, he was taking a lot of jump shots. So I think that, you know, that championship was was really crucial. Like to the Celtics um, in terms of, you know, it definitely was. obviously the Celtics, you know, won a ton of times um, in the sixties and the seventies. Um, and they had, they had a, a drought for, for uh, quite a period of time um, where they didn't, where they weren't winning. Um, so this, you know, obviously being a Boston sports fan, this was huge. 
Um, but it, it it meant it meant a lot more, I think, to the players as well, because the it wasn't just one year that the Celtics had been working to achieve it, but it had been many many years. And you know, obviously for Kevin Garnett, it was a huge achievement, um, and and you know, definitely one of the highlights of his career, I would say. Um, but he was, you know. I feel like he gets overlooked just because he hasn't had as storied of a career as Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant instead of – in terms of, like, championships, would you say, Shad? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I feel like I feel like that, that bring – you know, that lowers his, his prestige. But, you know, he really he, – he was one of the last true great power forwards and, and, and especially one of the last great shooters himself. Um, so – you know, obviously, we owe, we owe, the NBA owes a lot to him, and and you know the stuff that he was able to do during his career was nothing short of spectacular. I would say. Yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts on on Kevin Garnett before we move on? Mm-hmm. Nah, you touched on on everything. Okay. But more, but more so, people have to understand like he did not give up. Like, no. Like if he if he could bring a title. The Timberwolves, right? Would have stayed at um, you know, stayed and and right, as hard as right. Well. The Timber, it's just such a tough team. The Timberwolves, I don't, you know, I don't yeah. think their fan base is as strong, and and you know, it, it, they're going, you know, the Timberwolves are in a period of struggle right now, and hopefully soon they'll be able to kind of resurge. But um, you know, we'll leave that to next season, I guess. But let's move on to you know, on some people's list, you know, top ten NBA player of all time for sure, top twenty. Um, top fifteen on a lot of people's list. Tim Duncan. Um, you know what? What? What can't you say about this guy? I mean, you know, I, I mean, you know, Popovich, obviously one of the great greatest coaches in the NBA of all time. Um, Tim Duncan was a solid foundation um, for the for the Spurs for what seemed like forever. I mean, that you know they were they were the Patriots of the NBA for much of the the twenty the twenty first century at this point. Um, you know. Shad, watching Tim Duncan for such a long time, you know, what did what did he do that was so special? He made the game very easy mm-hmm. for all his teammates. He made the game very easy for all his teammates and very hard for the opponent. Right. You don't need to understand, like, Tim Duncan, yo, that man is dangerous because he could yeah. literally destroy you from inside out. Mm-hmm. And people don't, don't understand, like, you know, like, when Tim first came in, he was a rough guy. He, he was a powerhouse inside, but then he changed his game to now to make to, to make him last to last uh, longer inside the NBA right. to shoot the backboard shot. Oh, yeah. I mean, when we talk about the backboard shot, I mean, in the NBA today, you know, I feel like the backboard almost, it doesn't exist as much as it used to in terms, you know, layups, obviously, but... Jump shots, I mean, you know, people jump shots people really aren't taking as much anymore. And then from three, you know, it's you know, it's difficult to make a three off the backboard, off the glass. Like that that you don't see as often. Um, so the backboard in terms of its importance to the sport, I feel is actually diminished, which I think, you know, I think is is pretty crazy. But Tim Duncan, you know, obviously, you know, nicknamed the big fundamental because, you know. I think I think what great players are able to do is they're able to take a difficult game and make it look easy, right? And that's what Tim, Tim Duncan was able to do. You know, a lot of times, like you see it in football, like with Tom Brady. You know, 
if you're able to play the game a certain way, you can make the game easier, right? You don't need to necessarily have to swish every jump shot if you if you know there's a back. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. And so as long what? As it goes in, that's what, that's what right. Yeah. The points still count. No one's counting amount of swishes that you have in your career. Like that's not a stat that people are are actively judging you based on. Um. So you know his nickname being the big fundamental really really tells you so much about his about who he was, right? I mean, you know, a 15-time All-Star, 15-time All-NBA, sure, five-time NBA champ, three-times final MVP, two-time MVP, 15-time All-Defensive, which I think is is one of the most – I think it's an incredible stat. Um, you know, 13, 13 – or 1,392 games. But what he was able to do in the game and, and, the, and the simplicity that he was able to bring to the game I think is what contributed so much to the Spurs dynasty, right? Because when you have such a solid player like Tim Duncan, and then you have uh, Ginobili, obviously like another Spurs legend, um, you know, Pop, and then obviously Kawhi came in later on. Um, they were really able to build like a team, a, a, like a, a super team, without you know, without going out and having to sign all these different players because it was kind of developed. And Tim Duncan, you know, allowed allowed them to play more freely because of how you know how good his footwork was and. And how just of a solid player he was on the court, like trustworthy, and and you know that if, if there's a big moment, he's your guy to take that big moment shot, right? And and I, you know I think that really you know he's one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Um, and there's I mean you know what what can't you say about him? I mean he's not flashy, but that's not you know the NBA today is a very flashy sport, like. That's why yeah. that's why it draws you know it draws the crowd crowd like people people don't get excited about a layup but they'll get excited about a dunk right there's there's no layup contest in the NBA that's why it's, it's a dunk contest because dunks are what entertain people but I think what has been lost in the NBA and and you know we'll see if this becomes a you know something something more prominent or if it really kind of fades into to the past like. Um, you know, if 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 a player like Tim Duncan can come back into the NBA, where he might not be flashy, you know, he's not going to impress you with with his, you know, with it with you know his 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 range from three, or or you know his impressive dunks, but just the way that he handles the game on a play by play basis, and you know the way that you know he's just a rock and a foundation that you can build a team off of. I mean, Shad, do you think that a player like Tim Duncan, um, you know, has a future in the NBA in the next, in the next 10 years, maybe a, a player like Tim Duncan. Yeah. Like in the, in the same play style, I guess. See, it's so, it's so hard now because now the way the NBA is, it's so flashy. Like mm -hmm. even if you could put the ball in to the rim, all right, cool. But if you don't add, a little style into it, then it's not, then it's not, no, but I, I would think so because anybody that could put the ball in the hoop, mm -hmm. you have a spot in the NBA. Right. Because at the end of the day, these owners, they want to bring championships to the, to the town. So if you could put the ball in the hoop, right. then, you know, but yeah. yes, I would agree with you that the fact that, that the NBA have became more of a flashy sport as opposed to a competitive, I mean, to a competitive, uh, you know, gritty, grind.
grind down sport. Right, right. The NBA of the '90s and the early 2000s. Right. Yeah, I I completely understand of you know what you're saying. You know, what what are your thoughts on his contributions to kind of the Spurs, the Spurs legacy and and their incredible run in the past, you know, twenty odd years or something? I'm sorry. Can you? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what are, what are your thoughts on 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 Tim Duncan's contributions to the Spurs dynasty over the past twenty years? Oh, uh, I kid you not. He's probably the best Spurs player to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm putting him above um above the Iceman. Mm-hmm. I'm putting him above <laughs> David Robinson, above Rick Barry, above Ginobili. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm going I'm going with the I'm going with with, with Tim Duncan. Right. I you know hit. I mean, when when you see a team go on that sort of run in any sport, you know you there's always one guy. I mean, obviously Mario Ginobili, incredible player, and and Kawhi Leonard, obviously another incredible player. But Tim Duncan was really that foundation of the team, and he and he really you know kept that team going through thick and thin and. That's why they made the playoffs so many years in a row. I mean, there were so many extended seasons, which a lot of people don't recognize. You know, playing those extra, those extra, you know, those extra series, you know, takes away from your healing time going into next season. And the fact that they were able to do that so many seasons in a row is nothing short of incredible. And the thing it takes a really incredible player to have that occur in your organization. So I think that obviously Spurs legend, you know, obviously an NBA Hall of Famer and, you know, definitely one of the greatest players of all time. Um, you know, there's there's nothing really to say about Tim Duncan's career except the fact that it was incredible. Um, I, I You know, it's almost a loss for words with, with Tim Duncan, just how, how solid of a foundation he was. But let's move on to the third and final player that was inducted into the Hall of Fame class of 2020. Uh, the late Kobe Bryant. I obviously did an episode about him oh, in January, maybe February, a long, long time ago. Right. I mean, Kobe. There's. I mean, you know, when you when you say the name Kobe, everyone knows who you're talking about. You know, what whether you're a basketball fan or not. You know, he is. He is a, not only is he a basketball icon, but I feel he transcended the sport of basketball. Like he. He was uh, not only a, a, a basketball icon, I think he was a sports icon and legend, right? I would put him up there with Tiger Woods, you know, Tom Brady, you know, you know the you know, Serena Williams. So, like, people who are just not only, like, they, they're, they're bigger than their own sport. They're just a sports legend. But he was also kind of an American. Like, I feel like he was, like, a representation of America and the United States in a way. Because... I, I don't know. I just like I, I wasn't. I mean, I was never a Lakers fan, and I was never like a, you know, a diehard basketball fan in general. But I just felt like he represented the best of what the United States has to offer. I mean, wouldn't you agree, John? For Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. For Kobe. He's arguably. No, he's not arguably. He is the second best two guard of all time. Right. Right. Um. There's there's nothing you could take away from Kobe like like he was a fearless competitor and and the thing people don't understand mm-hmm. like, like everybody loves Jordan but you know what's point like people who watch Kobe he made you even think about life just by watching basketball right 
Right. You know what I mean, like, so I, I get that feeling because, and what's interesting is, and I like to bring this a lot, a lot up when we talk about the greatest NBA players of all time. And, and, you know, when we talk about those who are so elevated in the sport, we talk about Jordan, LeBron, um, Kobe, uh, uh, Kareem, you know, all these great NBA players, we look at them and, and, you know, Jordan had to take a break in his career. You know what I'm saying? Like Jordan retired and then unretired himself, you know, LeBron switched, you know, he's, he's on, he's been on three different teams, um, in his career, but you know, Kobe, you know, he's a Lakers legend, his entire career. Um, you know, he, he never retired until he fully, you know, was, was done. I mean, he was an 18 time NBA all-star 15 time NBA, all NBA five time NBA champ, two times final MVP. Uh, he was an MVP once and he was a 12 time all defensive and a two time scoring champ with 1,396 games. Um, you know, I feel like with Kobe, you know, that 81 point game, what uh, was the most incredible performance, single person performance in the NBA? Um, I mean, I, I, maybe of all time, I think. You know, with the cha- like, like obviously, Will Chamberlain had a 100 point game, but that NBA and the NBA of when Kobe had that game are two very, very different. You know, different, different leagues. Um, that that might arguably could be the greatest game of all time. Well, I mean. Yep. Chad, you did you watch? Were you able to watch that game live, or, um, you know, what, what are your thoughts about that game in particular, at least? Which one? His last game? Uh, no, his eighty-one point game. Oh, I was like, wow, because North Point Two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he could have kept on going. Oh yeah, he. Oh, of course. He could have kept on going, but um, but yeah, but yeah, but he did, yeah, but yeah, but he decided to stop. And it was sad because, like, he did it against a player that I love to watch, Jalen Rose. Mm-hmm. But I was like, wow, man, Kobe. That was when I knew, like, Kobe was scary. Right. He, he's, he's very, very much scary. Like, right. you don't want to be the guy to guard Kobe Bryant. No. I mean, when we talk about clutch in the NBA, he arguably could be the clutchest player of all time. I mean, the game, the amount of game-winning shots he hit, and, and you know, just the way he played games out at the end of games. Um, and yeah. look at look at his final game. I mean, he sixty. What was it? Sixty-one points. It was it was something. You know, 50, 50, 50, Sorry. Um, I mean, he single-handedly won the Lakers that game. Um, but his work ethic was was nothing short of. I mean, spectacular. Spe- I mean, yeah. Sort of un- unbelievable unrealistic it was impossible it was crazy yeah he worked so hard he might have he might be one of the hardest workers of nba players of all time the way like yes. like he I never was, took a day off and that's i was yeah taking that motion i will second that motion you are 100 correct yeah I, I mean when we and 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 i think this is really important for for all the young sports players not not just basketball players, but sports players of all you know of all of all different sports, right? It's a testament to how much you know. There's obviously natural ability, and there's obviously that natural aspect that plays a part. But the effort that Kobe put in, even when he was at the top of his career, even when he was at the top of the NBA, 
He never took a day off. He never took it for granted. And he said to himself, I'm going to get better today. I'm going to be better today than I was yesterday. Right. And that idea, right. That, that like people don't realize how, how mentally um, challenging it is to be at, you know, when you're playing your best and to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to go 20 more minutes. I'm going to go half an hour more. I'm going to come back tomorrow and I'm going to work on my game again because I know I can be better. And again. Right. And again. And he never stopped. Which it I was think, funny, like, like, people understand, like, see, there were two versions of Kobe, number eight and number twenty-four. Right. The eight, Kobe Bryant was more of a raw, still great player. He was still that Kobe Bryant is still still top ten, but he was raw. He was drive to the rim, crazy, and do. Now, twenty-four Kobe was more of a finesse Kobe, where like you put you in the high post, in the low post. A nice way to play jump shot. Mm-hmm. He was efficient. I right. love Kobe Right. I love him. And, and you know, I just think that Kobe's legacy, because I mean, it was a tr- it was tragic that he died. Um, but yeah. I think what we saw was it 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 touched every single per- it touched every single person in the United States. Because I remember, yeah. because I remember when I got the news that Kobe died. Because. First off, I didn't believe it at first because I I, I was in shock. I was in shock. It was, I was sitting down. I was I was doing homework and ESPN, you know, breaking news. You know, Kobe's helicopters crashed in in California. I couldn't believe it. I called one. I was I was like, is is this real? Is this really happening? It's one of those moments where you're never gonna forget where you were, and you're gonna know. Like like and and you saw the the vigils that were held. This dude was not only revered by by Lakers fans, by basketball fans, by by Americans, he was fe- he was revered in the world. In the world, and, you know, and, and and you know, it's a tragedy that he died. He will, you know, tragedy that will never be able to give his Hall of Fame speech. Um, he was so respected in the NBA community by by current players, by former players, by by kids who were growing up, by you know, guys who were in their in their seventies and eighties. Um, and he really, I feel like he really, I don't know. He just, he, he made everyone around him better and he made everyone around him work harder. Right. Like he, he had this kind of infectious personality where, you know, he would just, he would just make you want to be better. He would make you, he made you want to be a better person and better at whatever, you know, whatever you were doing in life, whether it be sports, academics, um, you know, your job, you know, whatever it was. And that kind of mentality or the mama mentality that he instituted, right, is applicable to all all things you do in life. The ability to never give up, the ability to work your hardest, even when you've already done you know enough work for the day by by most standards, and and you're you know you're you know it's it's just a time to have fun for 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 you know people who 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 are looking for the drive and looking to be successful in life. Watch Kobe on the court, and that's his result. But yeah. no one sees how much work he has to put in, right? How much work he put in on a daily basis, right? It's not easy to be successful. If it were, everyone would be successful, right? Yeah. So, so you know, it's a it's a life lesson. You need to put the work in. You need to put the hours in. And and I think Kobe taught us all that lesson. And I think people, you know, people really realized it when he when he died, 
because they, they, no one ever really took into account how much he worked for what he had. And I, and I just think, you know, it's a shame that he died, but his legacy, um, I think is stronger than ever. Uh, you know, Shad, any, any final thoughts on, on Kobe's career on, you know, his, you know, what, anything. No, you touched on you. You touched on on, on everything mm-hmm. about about all players. So I'm I'm actually ha- I'm actually happy. I'm actually excited that I was um that I got invited to the to the to the to this podcast. <laughs> I really appreciate. I mean, that. hey, you're welcome to come back anytime. Um, you know, yeah. I know, I know, you know, this, this is going to end up being one of the the better podcasts of all time. I'm 100 percent confident about. Um, but I just think you know. I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, Kobe almost makes everyone emotional when you start talking about him because you know, not only, but, and I think, you know, and last point on Kobe, not only was he such a good basketball player and he worked so hard, but he was such a good role model, right. Of how to be a great dad. You know what I'm saying? He always, he always took the time to go and watch his daughter's games, you know, pick them up from school, how to be a great dad. And, and I think that's a lesson that, a lot of young men in the United States need to look up to and need to look at, right? And and he really taught he taught you a lot about about life, even when he wasn't intentionally do it, right? It it was it was um um I'm blanking on the words, but um he led by his actions, not with his words, which I think that oftentimes a lot of people can always you know talk about what you should be doing and you know this and this and that, but Kobe did it. Right, he did it. He did everything, you know, and and yeah, you know, I got I got nothing left to say. I mean, you know, absolutely incredible. Um, Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett, you know, equally as great. Um, you know, I got nothing left. These are you know these three NBA players are will go down in history. Um, I think probably the best Hall of Fame class maybe ever. Um, I'd like to thank Shad for coming on and and doing this episode with me. It was all okay. tru- Appreciate you for having me. It was truly a pleasure. And, um, you know, to, to the audience, uh, thank you for listening. I hope you like this one because I, I, I enjoyed it, um, you know, and, and, you know, keep, you know, try to be out, try to be active um, and, and uh, you know, have a great day and you'll hear me in the next one.